Like the office they commemorate, presidential libraries are living institutions. Certainly it is my hope that the Reagan Library will become a dynamic intellectual forum where scholars interpret the past and policymakers debate the future. Welcome to a Reagan Forum, hosted by the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute. The Center for Public Affairs offers lectures and forums presenting perspectives on important public policy issues of the day from politicians, authors, members of the media, business and military leaders, and more. In this week's Reagan Forum podcast, we go back one week to June 15, 2023, for our in-person event with Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, who was a speaker in the Reagan Foundation's Time for Choosing Speaker series, a forum for leading voices in the conservative movement. Mayor Suarez was first elected with a mandate of 86%, and then re-elected with a mandate of nearly 79%. Under his leadership, Miami has cut crime and cut taxes to one of their lowest points in over 50 years, spurring a broad-based economic expansion across Miami. His father, Xavier Suarez, was Miami's first ever Cuban-American mayor. During his time for choosing speech at the Reagan Library, Mayor Suarez addressed additional critical issues facing the future of the Republican Party. Let's listen. Um, and I think I wanted to start uh, this conversation with a joke. Uh, anyone who's been uh, a disciple of, of President Reagan knows that he collected jokes about the USSR. And there were many of them, and I've seen them all, and I enjoy them all. But there was one that I particularly liked. And uh, Jeremy, who works on my staff, said that he told the joke in Miami. And I'm sure the presidential library will correct me if I'm wrong. But it was about uh, a Soviet, and he tells the story of buying a car. And in the Soviet Union at the time, only one in seven people could afford a car. And there was a 10-year delay to buy a car. And you had to put up all the money up front. And so this person comes up to the counter and puts all his money in the counter. And the person on the other side of the counter, the person in charge says, OK, we'll come back in 10 years. And he says, morning or afternoon? <laughs> and the guy says, well, what difference does it make? And he says, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. And of course, there are many, many more. Uh, Mr. Trulio, esteemed trustees, honored guests, family and friends, and my fellow Americans. It is a privilege to stand here at a place that serves as a living monument to a great American. I want to thank you all for attending and for inviting me to speak here today. I was told that I am the final speaker in this series, so clearly you saved the best for last. <laughs> I especially want to thank the Reagan Library uh, and their staff for assembling an incredible collage of photos at a reception that we had beforehand of, as David mentioned, President Reagan's 1987 visit uh, to Miami to greet John Paul II. You know, I remember the day well. All eyes were on the airport as we watched the Pope land. It was, I was just 10 years old, but the excitement was palpable. School was out for the visit of the Pope. Everyone gathered around their televisions to experience this amazing moment. I remember seeing the presidential limo, which we see up there, 
and the Popemobile, of course. And then the president arrived. I remember him pulling up with Mrs. Reagan by his side, moving along the line and shaking everyone's hand in the procession, and eventually coming upon a familiar face, my father's. You see, the photo you shared captured not only a historic moment, but a personal moment where three of my greatest heroes met, President Reagan, Pope John Paul, and my father, Miami Mayor Xavier Suarez. A moment in time where these three men who shaped my life were brought together. President Reagan, the great communicator, a courageous and inspirational and aspirational president who restored our national strength and renewed our national confidence. Pope John Paul II, whose moral authority exposed the lies of communism and demolished the authority that underpinned its socialist tyranny. And finally, my dad, Xavier Suarez, whose personal story is the American story. A man who arrived in our country as a young boy, equipped only with his faith, his family, and an abiding belief in the American dream. A dream that propelled him against all odds to attend Harvard and then to be elected as the first Cuban mayor of Miami. And this man who stood with these two great men served as my inspiration for my entry into public service. When I sat on his knee at two years old, looked right into a camera like those back there, and said in perfect Spanish, vota por papi por favor, which means vote for my dad, please. And so it is no coincidence that this meeting would happen in Miami, a city that served as a beacon of liberty across the Americas and now serves as a beacon of hope and opportunity for people across America. Today's Miami is a living and breathing example of President Reagan's legacy, a thriving city on a hill built on the promises of keeping taxes low, keeping people safe, and embracing our culture of American innovation. My family is not unique in Miami where countless families have lost their loved ones and their livelihoods to the onslaught of communism across our hemisphere and socialism right here at home. They've heard its litany of lies. They know the arc of its rhetoric and they've seen the destruction firsthand. You know, my father tells the story of visiting his father who was jailed by the communist his story of his mother being separated from his father in the jail, not only by heavy iron bars, but also by chicken wire that was placed on the bars so that my mother could only touch the fingertips of my grandfather's fingers with the tips of her own much smaller fingers. The story of his uncle dying in a Cuban jail. They sacrificed everything to keep the one thing that God gave them, their freedom.
They have struggled like too many Americans do today. But they used the pain that was inflicted upon them to fuel their American dreams. They teach all of us that in America, our struggles don't define us. Our dreams do. In Miami, we admired President Reagan for his vision of a confident and forward-looking America. He didn't define himself by what he was against, but by what he was for. He built a winning majority around a vision of America's future rooted in our national values and inspired by our shared heritage. President Reagan taught us that character counts. He taught us that values matter, and he taught us that ideas have consequences. He lived that, he believed in that, and he believed in us at a time when we doubted ourselves. Under this administration, America is again beginning to doubt herself. Today, as we st stand here, crime is rampant and growing. Homelessness is exploding. Our borders are bulging, inflation eats our paychecks, and evil men and regimes are gaining ground. You know, Miami's success and its record of success should not be an outlier in America. It should be commonplace across our country. But sadly, it is not. Our current state of national affairs is due to a series of choices made by this administration. The choice of ideology over facts, rhetoric over reality, lies over truth. In today's America, this administration's policies make the poor poorer, America weaker, and if not stopped, will make China the lone superpower in my lifetime. That, my fellow Americans, is a dangerous America, and one we cannot allow our children to grow up in. But the battle is not yet lost. America remains the greatest hope for peace and prosperity in the world. Or like Lincoln once said, the last great hope. And we must not shy away from the challenges that will allow us to continue to deliver generational prosperity. Freedom, as we know, is never free. It needs to be renewed and rewon by every generation. And to meet this challenge, we need a strong leader who shares America's values, who understands that unity is more powerful than division. A leader who understands that our tomorrows must be better than our yesterdays. A leader who is demonstrably strong, stable, and serious. It is in our hands to choose what time this will be for America. In Miami, we didn't wait for Washington. We chose to lead. While Washington flirts with fiscal disaster and dysfunction, we chose fiscal sanity. 
Miami just received an upgrade to its credit rating, making it the best rating in our history. And while the federal government fails to fix an unsustainable deficit and debt, continuing to pass it along to our children and grandchildren, Miami has built a growing economic base with sustainable surpluses and a disciplined approach to spending. What a shocking word, disciplined approach to spending. <laughs> Actually, I had a cabinet member once laugh at me for saying that. When I was a councilman, I had to cut 20% of our budget in just one year. It was tough. But the strength it takes to make tough choices doesn't depend on the number of zeros. While the current administration wants to raise our taxes, in Miami, we chose to cut our taxes to their lowest rate ever. Of course, your dad's gonna whistle for you. You know, Miami is in the middle of an economic explosion that leads Florida and leads the nation. While other cities have attacked entrepreneurs, investors, and innovators, as David said, we boldly welcome them with my now famous tweet, how can I help? And this new generation responded by helping us build a booming tech economy that has generated high paying jobs with the lowest unemployment rate in the United States of America. America gladly continues to lead the world in technology and innovation. And in Miami, we are betting on America. Miami is now the fastest growing tech center in the world. I wish I could take all the credit, but to be fair, I have to give some credit to California's leaders. <laughs> I mean, they've helped us sell a lot of Miami real estate. More from our time for choosing speech with Mayor Suarez after this message. The Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation is the nonprofit organization created by President Reagan himself and specifically charged by him with continuing his legacy and sharing his principles, individual liberty, economic opportunity, global democracy, and national pride. We must remain vigilant and work together to share these conservative principles with younger generations. Your role is critical to move our mission forward Thank you for your continued support. Please visit reaganfoundation.org slash give. That's reaganfoundation.org slash give. Now back to our time for choosing speech with Mayor Francis Suarez. Now is the time for our nation to embrace an innovation-driven economic policy for the next generation, for my two children. And people cannot truly be free if they don't feel safe. No one can pursue happiness if they live in a violent neighborhood or on a street that isn't secure. Every American has a right and a fundamental right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that right should not be limited 
to who you are because you may live secure in your own home. In Miami, we chose to increase funding for our police while other cities defunded them. The result, Miami now has the lowest per capita murder rate since 1964. I was born in 1977, okay? And a 40% decline from that historic low in this year alone. By investing in public safety for everyone, we have been able to provide an envelope of peace for all of our residents of every race, every income, and every neighborhood. From president to mayor, we must stand up for our police who have the hardest job in America. But we cannot be free if we don't have access to the skills, education, and knowledge to keep us free. In Miami, we chose to expand economic freedom by expanding educational freedom. We passed child savings account so that every elementary school student can benefit from gaining financial literacy skills for themselves and their parents at an early age. We raised private sector dollars to create a first in family scholarship fund so any first generation American living in Miami who seeks the American dream to attend college can live it. And we launched the Miami Charter School Network, where the city of Miami and Miami-Dade College provided the space and accreditation for new charter schools to give parents more options for their children and incentivize the integration of tech into education. We've done much and plan to do more because access to education is the greatest tool for prosperity of our time. Unfortunately, there are so many in our cities who feel hopeless and forgotten. Homelessness is exploding across America. Our friends not too far down the road in Los Angeles are keenly aware of this. At one point, Miami peaked with over 6,000 homeless, but today we're down to 608. We found success through a holistic approach, what former President George H.W. Bush called a thousand points of light, which emanate from private initiatives like Hermanos de la Calle in Miami, who have placed just in the last two years a thousand homeless straight into supportive permanent housing. We've put forth a program called Functional Zero with the goal to end chronic homelessness just like we ended veteran homelessness. But we cannot totally solve homelessness until we face our national mental health epidemic. From mass shootings to addiction and homelessness, we need to address mental health and critical care with new and innovative approaches that help people build the skills to avoid crisis. Our Declaration of Independence clearly invokes the mission 
of every American government, securing life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My governing philosophy has been built on advancing happiness for all of my residents by protecting their life and expanding their liberties. This has led to Miami being ranked, you guessed it, the happiest city in America. and the healthiest city in America. But let me tell you, when I say this in front of other mayors, we get into big debates about this, <laughs> big arguments. By championing life and liberty, we have worked to advance our people's happiness, thereby fulfilling the faith placed in us by our forefathers. The result of these policies have carried a true conservative, dare I say Reagan-esque, legacy of leadership, transforming a Democrat-dominated city into one that has successfully re-elected this Republican mayor in 2017 and 2021 by nearly 80% of the vote. Our Miami model advances a conservative economic approach that lifts up the least, the last, and the lost. And understand that freedom thrives when everyone has an opportunity to succeed. And what has been done in Miami can and must be done in America. It just requires a president who has the vision and the determination to do so. Washington's inaction on our national border is another massive example of failed leadership. It has turned every city in America into a border city. It's made it into a bipartisan issue in American cities. Very, very difficult to do. In my city alone, our school district grew by over 14,000 students last year. How can we possibly build that many classrooms? This influx is driven by the failed socialist states of the America, fueled by the drug cartels, and exacerbated by our nation's failure to fix a broken immigration system. This evening, I could pick out 10 people randomly here in the audience, and they could solve our border crisis in short order. Washington has been a complete no-show on this issue. We need a strategy that brings back American manufacturing from China. <laughs> secures our borders and creates immigration policy that best serves our country's goals. For the past 40 years, we have been giving China a growing piece of our prosperity. Make no mistake, China is not our partner. China is now our adversary. The latest figures show a trillion dollars of wealth are transferred annually through our trade deficit and the theft of our intellectual property. And Communist China has used our wealth to undermine American power and leadership across the world, but especially in our own hemisphere. China has weaponized our social media to unleash the most powerful kryptonite against democracy. And we're giving it to them, folks. Guess what? It's division. They've introduced fentanyl through our border, which kills 80 to 90,000 Americans annually, the equivalent that's almost a 747 
of a 747 crashing every single day. And just this week, it was reported that China is using Cuba as a military outpost, elevating Cuba from an ideological threat to a national security threat. This must not stand. And if we choose the right leader, we will win this generational conflict. My fellow Americans, as we remember from the book of Ecclesiastes, to everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time for war and a time for peace, a time to be silent and a time to speak. Now, my brothers and sisters, is a time for choosing. Now it is time to get started. It is time for a next generation leader who has the vision to lead and the character to connect with everyone by looking at them in the eyes and listening to them, not shouting at them and lecturing them. It is time for a leader with a record of real results, not just rhetoric, who believes with all his heart in the American dream, who wants to share it with everyone, regardless of race, religion, or complexion. It's time for a leader who can connect with segments of our country that Republicans have historically lost, like young voters and urban voters, and segments we can make gains with, like Hispanics and suburban women. Necesitamos un líder que pueda conectar con todos los americanos e inspirarlos a creer en un futuro mejor para ellos y sus niños. And like Ronald Reagan, it's time for a leader who believes in America's greatest power, Americans. who stare into the infinity of possibilities and helps every American find their purpose by helping them each make a dent in the universe. When President Reagan greeted Pope John Paul II upon his arrival in Miami, the Pope said to his audience, America, I come as one who already knows you and loves you, as one who wishes you to fulfill your noble destiny of service to the world. America, I, Francis Suarez, come as one who loves you and one you have given every blessing to. And because I love this country, I want to serve it with humility and gratitude for all that you have done for me. I believe America is still a shining city on a hill whose eyes of the world are upon us and whose promise needs to be restored. And I believe this city needs more than a shouter or a fighter. I believe it needs a servant. It needs a mayor. My name is Francis Suarez, and I am here to help. Thank you, and God bless you. 
To find a listing of all speakers in our Time for Choosing series, including the full video of all previous Time for Choosing speeches, please visit thetimeforchoosing.com. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute, including information on how to become a member, information on upcoming exhibits at the Reagan Library, and more information on the legacy of President Reagan, please visit reaganfoundation.org. And don't forget to like and follow the Reagan Foundation on all social media platforms. Until next week, thanks for listening, and God bless you. Don't forget to subscribe to A Reagan Forum podcast in your iTunes or Google Play stores and on other podcast platforms as they become available. New episodes of A Reagan Forum come out every Thursday. Like what you hear? Check out our Words to Live By podcast featuring radio addresses and speeches Ronald Reagan delivered from the 1960s through the 1980s. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And don't forget to follow at Ronald Reagan on Facebook, at Ronald Reagan on Twitter, and Reagan Foundation on YouTube. Also, search for us on SoundCloud and Stitcher.